Hey everybody, before we jump in today's episode of the Listen In Podcast, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter, at Listen In Pod. That's at Listen In Pod. Well, let's start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Listen In Podcast. It's episode 56. We are standing, Jake, on the brink of annihilation on the eve of Trump's inauguration. Eve of destruction. That's right. The The clock has almost struck midnight Who's the us. 60s band that warned us, Eve of Destruction? Whose song is that? Is that Iron Butterfly? It sounds like it. In one of those bands? It sounds like it. Also, I have to say, nice touch going with ladies and gentlemen tonight. I yeah, like that. It's more of a somber kind of thing. It it's, is. It is. You know, it, like I said, we're on the eve of destruction here. You know what that kind of felt like, probably if you're a listener, it probably felt like when you watch a movie and the apocalypse is happening, but people are still watching the news. Ladies and gentlemen... I've just received word. Yeah, word has just come across my desk that uh, the apocalypse is upon. It's like well, it's like for some reason the fucking news is still <laughs> and a everyone thing. is is attentively watching. Yeah, and attentively watching. Right, and like this anchor is still going to his job <laughs> during the apocalypse. He's like, here's live footage of meteors crushing. And he's our holding office. it together. He's doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> He's killing it. Consummate professional. He's like, I'm gonna get a fucking Pulitzer Prize for this. This is a daytime Emmy. It's like the announcers on like 9/11 and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I saw this one footage of 9/11. While we're going way off the off the deep end here to start, I promise we'll get to music in just a second. But there's one that I saw once of these these uh, news anchors, and you see the footage of the one building burning and then they're talking and then a plane crashes and he's just like and there's another plane like, oh my god he just like said it like that and it's like, how are you holding yourself together that may as well have been the apocalypse that dude didn't know it was happening no it was like, a, in a craft is landing and alien hordes are descending on manhattan just like complete composure That's i feel crazy. like there's a time when journalistic integrity could take a back seat to, to just like terror to just like, <laughs> to just terror yeah to like human emotions yeah so we should jump into music. Yeah, yeah. So um, speaking of Washington, Jake, uh, nice. the Washington Post came out with an article this past week. Um, they kind of named us one of the best podcasts to listen to. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Right. Sort of, but but they unofficially named us the best podcast to listen to in the world. Um, we tweeted this. If you're interested, go yep. to at ListeninPod on Twitter. That's a plug for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, and give us a follow while you're there, and then scroll through the feed, and you'll see. Um, I think Sean tweeted it initially. Uh, it's a picture of their uh, little article there about podcasts, right there, front and center, like size 72 font. Listen in. So yeah. you know, I think it's you know more than naming us. It's more of a subtle nod to our general influence. More on the of homage because yeah, right. they're like podcast is synonymous with listen in podcast. Yep. So you can say those interchangeably, really. I think, I think that's what they're getting. At. It's kind of like a Band-Aid situation or a Kleenex situation, right. if you will. That's right. Um, some parts of the country, Coke. Coca-Cola, yeah. 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 Uh, I think we've just we've really reached the pinnacle of fame, so they didn't feel like they needed to actually No, no, and it's not like we're going to get any more listeners from that article anyways, because anyone who's reading that article is already listening to us. It's so. true. Big shout it's to true. all the listeners. Uh, big shout to the Washington Post. Thanks, WAPO. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so, Jake, a lot of... News happened today in the music world. It was relatively dead all week, and then Thursday afternoon strikes, and it's just one thing after the other, whether it's new albums, new songs, announcements, whatever it might be, 
we got absolutely buried in news today. So we got a couple new albums that are streaming yep. early, and here's what I'll have to say, and I've, I've, you've heard this take before. The date that an album is slated to come out doesn't matter. You know what? It, I was thinking about this earlier. What it may as well be is just your car clock that you keep 10 minutes fast. Mm. It, that's what it may as well be. So if it says, or actually in this case, would it be 10 minutes slow? Yeah, so if it says it's 8.10, you know it's just really 8 o'clock. That's right. when it's coming out. It's the same with this, with these albums. I know that one of them was supposed to come out on the 27th. You right. can pretty much just bet it's going to be streaming a week or more early. Yes. Uh, so um, what were these albums, Sean? So today, among many other ones that got early releases, we had most notably Japan Droids with Near to the Wild Heart of Life. Mm -hmm. That is streaming early on NPR's first listen. Uh, you and I both listened today. We got our first Jake. listen. Did you listen more than once? I listened a second time. You did? Once I left work. So in the car. We're going to discuss this at greater depth next week. Next I week's think. episode will be the Japan Droids episode. Once we get to listen more, digest the album a little bit. But, you know, just elevator pitch. What's your what's your take just on this? Just initial thoughts. Yeah. Eh. I was like, this is okay. I, you know, I liked some of the songs. Um, and f again, we've talked about this before, but for me, Japan Droids is less, it's less high stakes than it is for you. I think right. you have more invested. You generally like them more. So for me, I was like, I'll just dive in. I'll give it a listen. And I think for that, I at least enjoyed it. I mean, first listen in, I can see, Hey, listen in there little plug there. Washington Post. Check out the listen in podcast. <laughs> big shout. <laughs> big shout. Big friends of the pod. Listen in <laughs> podcast. Um, I liked it all right first time out. Is it going to be like my album of the year on first listen? I mean, it's almost impossible to say, but no. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like, again, I wasn't blown away, but, uh, you know, I think it has some potential. You had a uh, yeah, shakier thoughts I first time through. I was also in the camp of, eh. I was, I was kind of disappointed. I wanted more out of it. You seemed it honestly, down. It made me sad. Yeah. Um... And, you know, there's some good songs on there. I do need to listen more. I think Stereo Gum nailed it in their premature evaluation today. Big shout. That, you know, the context of what you listen to Japan Droids in is very important. And they said something along the lines of, like, a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun listening to this album. But he's like, for me, like, I'm not in the mood to, to, like, party right now. And it's, you know, given what I mentioned at the top of the show with the inauguration tomorrow, it's the dead of winter. It's not the most Japan Droid centric time, and I listened at work today. Also, not an ideal place to listen. You're also not feeling great. This is a Jordan uh, flu game for you. Yeah, again, this happens like by like every other week. Well, but yeah. So I think for all those things that influenced my opinion of it, uh, I do need to just listen more and listen in different contexts outside of listening at work. So we'll have a full breakdown next week. Our opinions will probably change a little bit. So I, I saw that you shared or you tweeted that little snippet from the Stereo Gum article, and I, I'd have to agree. That's not necessarily the way I listen to it, but I think it is a really good point that it's like, hey, Japan Droids, maybe not the best idea to release your, like, let's, like, carpe diem, you know, grab life by the horns party album on the eve of destruction. You know, when right. the world is falling apart around you. I mean, it's not totally their fault, I guess. But it no. does it does sort of ring a little bit. And, and you can make the argument, too, moment. that, like, you know, we need that kind of stuff now more than ever. Escapism. So, yeah, I get it. It, it You know, we'll talk more about it next we week as we'll we get there. some more. We'll get there. Uh, the other one that's streaming early, I just wanted to say really quickly, is that new Julie Byrne album. Uh, I had mentioned this, I think, two weeks ago. It was my recommendation of the week to check out uh, one of the songs off of this. This is, like, some light... 
folk music, um, really easy listening, relaxing, kind of sad. Uh, this was really doing it for me today. Just the mood I was in and Even what, I, what I was feeling. This, off one listen, is my favorite album I've heard so far this year. Wow. I, I know it's early. It's you know we're 19 days into the year, but this was the one I've enjoyed the most so far this year. Uh, so really looking forward to that getting its release next week. If you get a chance, I would recommend listening to it. It's not on NPR First Listen. It's on something else. I saw it. Yeah. I saw a random link tweeted. I forget where it is. You can find the stream if you go to Stereo Gum. I have it yeah, open. Go, yeah, go to Stereo Gum. Because I haven't listened to it, it yet. I'm going to check it out tomorrow. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, another album that came out in the past week, what came out on the 13th, right? The last Friday. Um, yeah. That we're going to talk about a little bit later with a new segment is the XX's new album, yes. I See You. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, there were some new songs that were released today. A lot today. of new songs. Uh, let's, we'll go wrap Rapid fire through these. Yeah, so we had a new song from Sorority Noise, No Halo is the name of that. We also had one from Modern Baseball. The doing, dynamic duo. Doing a split seven inch with Thin Lips, who they're going on tour with in Europe. So Have you they, listened to Thin Lips? Uh, only when I think they also opened for Modern Baseball when we saw them. Oh, is that oh, who it was? I think so. Oh, okay. And from what I heard, it was good, but I haven't actually listened to anything by them. Great song name on this. Yeah, so Modern Baseball's song name is This Song Is Gonna Buy Brendan Lukens a New Pair of Socks. There you go. It's funny because Jake is the one who sings on it. It is, you know. That's just them That's just them messing around. That's Scooping just a couple around. musicians, you know, messing with the listener. Uh, in the lead up to a couple new albums that we're getting soon, Cloud Nothing's released a new song called Enter Entirely. Dirty Projectors also released a new song, kind of a breakup song here. That's sort of the vibe of the album I'm it, getting yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called Up in Hudson. It's kind of about, I forget who, what her name is. She used to be in the band. I guess they were dating. They broke up. Now it's just kind of a solo project with this one dude now. Is, is that what the case That's is? What That's it what is. it seems yeah. like. Because yeah. Dirty Projectors used to have a sound that was more sort of a band. And so right. far what I'm getting from the three singles that have this come out like, from It's like album. a solo R&B album. Sort of like an R&B, sort of brooding, soulful yeah. album. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, and then we had Arcade Fire yep. making their long-awaited return. But it's not a, a single for their new album or anything. This is kind of a one-off. Uh, it's kind of a charity thing for the ACLU. Uh, it's called I Give You Power featuring Mavis Staples. Uh, Mavis Staples, by the way, listeners, if you don't have context, because I didn't, and I googled her is a gospel singer who was born in the late 30s. So, fun fact for Damn. you. Yeah. yeah, she is like a, a, a staple of, of gospel and R&B music. That's crazy. Um, and so, really quick thoughts on that song. And the, Well, actually, there's one more on the list. The last one is Hot Thoughts by Spoon. Spoon, making it, coming back. By Spoon. More on that later. More on Hot Thoughts. Hot Thoughts. But uh, with this Arcade Fire song, maybe it was just the first listen... I wasn't totally loving it. I feel like I don't, I don't know if I need like Arcade Fire's take on like soul. No, and that's what it felt like. Here's some hot thoughts for you, Jake. No, one don't of, jump the one gun. of many, one of many hot thoughts. That <laughs> that's all we. That's late. all we bring on <laughs> that's these shows. That's right. This song, this Arcade Fire song, is a is the definition of meh throwaway yep. song. This reminds me of the worst parts of Reflector, when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do like Haitian soul music." It's like, well. You don't do that great. That's not your wheelhouse, okay? So maybe don't do that. I love that they're doing this for charity. I love that all proceeds go to the ACLU. That's great. Also, you know what was really annoying? They made this a title exclusive 
or whatever for like 15 minutes and then it stopped being a title exclusive. Oh, so it didn't impact anything at all? <laughs> no, kind of like title. Yeah. Right, there you go. So actually, that was maybe some title marketing. They're like, let's make this true. Let's make this brand true. Yeah. Let's make this like a, an effort that doesn't do anything most people don't know about or notice. And most people don't maybe seek out until it just becomes available the most convenient way possible exactly. for them. Exactly. You could stream the song anyways on title without even logging in or signing up. Right, and like I didn't know it came out and then when I found out it was lo and behold it was just on the internet. So yeah. that's where I listened right, to it. Right. Um I'm interested, Sean, in out of these singles, what was your favorite one? Mm-hmm. I think mine Go yeah, what was yours? I think mine was probably No Halo by Sorority Noise. Far and away my favorite was No Halo. Yeah. I think all these other ones, they ranged from pretty good to fine to meh. Yeah. What what would be next for you? Like I think uh, I also really liked Enter Entirely, and I yeah, also, that Cloud Nothing song would be my second. I also like Hot Thoughts. Hot Thoughts is By Hot Spoon. Thoughts is like the in the middle one. Okay, um, I All didn't right. think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. It was kind of just you know what? It's kind of like a lot of Spoon songs when they're just on their own. You're like, yeah, it's you know, it's fine. It's good. I'll right. listen to it. It's just kind of there. Uh, I thought this modern baseball song was another th- kind of a throwaway. I didn't it was love okay. it. I didn't Brooklyn love it. Vegan said it was as good as anything on Holy Ghost. That's not Basically, true. Although on first listen, we weren't totally enamored nah, with Holy true. Ghost. So that, I mean, to that's be fair. True. And then up in Hudson, Dirty Projectors, it was also fine. I just don't love that sound for some reason. Yeah. So I, I wanted it was like seven minutes long. I wanted to like shut it off. Really? <laughs> but I, I was like, I, I enjoyed that. I feel like I, I again, I sort of dig them more than you have been. Uh, and I think that this new album is going to be cool. It looks like it's like just eight tracks. I'm excited, or yeah, like ten. I'm definitely like going to check it. I'm going to keep an open mind yeah, with it. Good. good, uh, good. You know, I think I might just not have been in the best music listening mood today. I think it was the wrong day to get hit with a lot of new stuff. This here. was the vibe I was getting off. You. So, yeah. listeners, we don't work together. We just text all day about <laughs> so music. We might as well. Which is it's basically like we plan for the podcast. I got a vibe off Sean today. I was like, he's not he's not going to like much stuff today. No. I was like, anything you're going to throw his way. Today's not the day to like... Like, for example, if you were a kid and you, you know how you'd get a read on your parents? You'd be like, today's the day to ask them for yes. something. Yeah. Today was not the day for a musician to no. ask you for, like, your approval on a song. Because no. you weren't feeling it. You were sick. It's the eve of destruction. But here's the thing. I really liked No Halo, and I really enjoyed that Julie Byrne album. So it's like it didn't... Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, maybe I was just being a little overly critical of these other ones. So I don't kinda know. kind of sad. Yeah, that's Although true. Although so is Dirty Projectors with the breakup that's content. True. That's true. But do, doesn't something like a breakup seem kind of like... Not as sad does, as Not as significant as, as some of, you know... Yeah. When you got Trump with the, the fucking nuclear codes. That he's learning like before the inauguration actually happens. I saw a tweet about that today. I'll keep like, that's this... the first thing he's going to do tomorrow is get the codes. Oh and learn God. how to like turn the key at the same time. Really quick, I'll keep this very brief. Did you see... The absolute grilling that the woman he put up for uh, the head of Department of Education got today. I didn't see it, but I heard that she was like, oh, public schools aren't, they don't matter. Elizabeth Warren just absolutely burned this woman at the stake today. <laughs> she, have you ever watched Elizabeth Warren in any of these congressional I hearings? I think I have, yeah. If she doesn't like somebody, she just basically kills them <laughs> yeah. for 10 minutes with a very pointed line of questioning. <laughs> this woman did not have any answers. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, anyway, again, uh, Trump update, it's not looking good. No. And we haven't even started yet. No, no, it's not. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we might all be fried in a nuclear holocaust by lunch tomorrow. So. You know what? 
At least we wouldn't have to live through four years. That's, it'd be, you know, with how I'm feeling right now, you know, physical health, physical health time for wise, you to go out. Dude, just end it. help me. May yeah. as well. Exactly. So those were a couple hot thoughts. Hot thoughts. Like yeah. that new Spoon song, which leads us to our new segment. New segment. Named yeah. in honor of the Spoon song, Hot Thoughts. And so what this is, is basically, it's just going to apply any week if we have an album or a song or some kind of musical happening that we don't want to talk about at great length, but we want to discuss. Yeah. And we might have some... some. I, it, I don't even know that it necessarily needs to be like, I hate it or I love it. I think no. it's just like, you know, quick it's, hits. It's, yeah, a little discussion. Uh, hot Thoughts. Yeah, Hot Thoughts. Um, it's going to be really funny in like two years when we were still doing this Hot Thoughts segment. Like people are gonna be like, where the? Why are they calling it after like this middling spoon song? Spoon song off an album that ended up being like half, like somewhere in the middle of their <laughs> yeah, career. Not, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. The the answer to that is just we saw the song, we listened to it, we thought the name was funny. It's a it's a different way to kind of say hot takes. Right, it's our own. This is the new hot takes, hot thoughts, hot thoughts, and what today is hot thoughts is on the new XX album, I See You. There's going to be some hot thoughts okay. about this right now. Um, you, you go first. Okay. New XX album, I See You. The hype and the build-up and the lead-up to this new album, Jake, was that XX is getting loud. XX is festival-ready. XX is, is headed to the club. They're looking to have a good time. They're They're... Branching out with their sound. You know, I'm actually, you're pumping me up a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah. We're going to get some, like, Jamie XX crazy production in this. It's going to be everything that we heard on In Color, his great solo album. I pop it on. I'm asleep three songs in. Were you actually? That's not true. Okay. I listened to it all the way through. And you know what? On my first listen, I was like, hey, yeah, this isn't bad. Ooh. This is pretty good. Yeah. I think I remember texting you being like, this is better than I thought it was going to be. I felt the same on first listen. Went back, listened a second time, listened a third time. I was like, wait a minute. This is the same XX with like the droning Jamie XX beat from from Gosh in the background a little bit. Oh my gosh. And there's a little more sampling. There's a little more production flourish on here. Overall, it's XX by the numbers. It's boring as shit with the exception of like three songs on here. That's my take as well. And basically the way I felt about it was, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by some of the production on first listen. I'll say that these are the highlights for me. The first track, Dangerous. The second track, Say Something Loving. I also really like On Hold. And I really like... Um, Replica. Replica's the best song on here, bar none. You think Replica? Replica's I, I, the best song. I go with here. Say Something Loving, Replica, or On Hold. Those are the ones that Those are, kinda... are like my three as well. Other than that, here's a great example. Track seven, Brave For You. Couldn't be more boring to no. me. It's just, it's just like, what's her name? The, the female. Rami. Rami or whatever. Singing about like, yeah, I'm sure that this comes from a genuine place, but it doesn't mean it's particularly engrossing for me. She's singing about like, Getting up on a stage for you, being yeah. brave oh, that's, for you. That's, I think that's the worst song on the album. It is. It's super boring. And and a lot of the other songs, as I'm looking now, like A Violent Noise, there's moments I like, Lips, there's moments I like, but it's it's much like what you said. It's sort of, it just, for me, the XX has never grabbed me. People no. love them, they, though. That's what, this is what I wanted to bring up on Hot Thoughts. I wanted to say, no one else... Besides, a handful of people really seems to have this take on the album. Everyone else is like, yeah, it's so good. Ooh, I love the new sound. Like, what the fuck new sound are you talking about? It's just the, the production same stuff. shit we've been hearing since 2009. And, like, 
It's getting great reviews, too. I don't get this. They're headlining festivals. They're getting great reviews. They seem to be an indie darling right now. Not my indie darling. Nope. Not my XX. Hashtag. Get out of here. Here's <laughs> These are hot thoughts right <laughs> these now. These are hot thoughts. Here's not such a hot thought. Like, when I have it on, I don't actively really dislike it. It's, no, sort of, it's like decent the, background noise. That's the thing about the XX. And I saw a great tweet. Someone, I forget who it was. They were like... I think the reason why the XX is headlining all these festivals is because it's easy to talk over them while you're doing drugs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's okay, yeah. Well, and also, it just, I feel like, oh, that Jordan flu game. I know. You know, you Trying gotta not to cough into the mic. Gotta cough it out. <clears throat> um, it's just, I don't, I don't get down with their brand of sort of brooding. No, the way that, it's not, the, it's not interesting. No, it's not interesting. It feels sort of like. Just bitching to bitch. Yeah. Almost like Linkin Park. Not to compare them to Linkin Park. <laughs> That's a hot thought for That's you right there. right there. But I remember thinking when I was a kid, I'd listen to Linkin Park and I'd be like, these dudes are like <laughs> rich now right. and like 30 and they're still singing about like what sounds like just angst against their parents. <laughs> and with the XX, the problems in these songs never feel very real to me. We can boil down the problem to... They're in some like really trendy club in London, yeah. And the person that they like didn't look at them Looked across away. the room. Right. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much right. it. And then every noise in the club sounds like a violent noise or something like that. Every beat sounds like a violent noise. There like, you get go. The fuck out of here. You guys are so boring. So here's my question for you. Are you going to continue to listen at all? No. I'm going to listen. I picked out the, the couple songs that I like. I put them in my best songs of 2017 playlist. Yeah. That's the only XX I'm going to get. And that's the thing is I I picked like three or four from there, and I added those to my playlist as well for the year. Doing that this year, by yes, the way. Yes, good. Great idea. Yes. It's going to help me when yes. uh, list season comes yes. at the end of the year. It's a godsend. Um, but those songs I legitimately like a lot. Yeah. I think they're like I think they're fun to listen to. Yeah. I think the beats are good. I enjoy the and melodies. That's, that's the thing about the XX. XX in moderation is good. You hear songs. You hear like crystallized. You hear VCR. You, Ooh. you hear replica. You're ah. Like, oh, yeah. This is good stuff. Hey, who's that? <laughs> um, you listen to a whole album. Yeah. You know, you're snoozing. <laughs> you're taking a little nap. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what people like about them. I don't know. Maybe, some people might like the general. We vibe might be just like completely turning off big XX heads who yeah. tuned in on this episode. Oh, cool. They're talking about the XX. Sorry if you didn't get like the dick sucking that Pitchfork and <laughs> Stereo Gum are giving this album and every two-bit critic from here to Rolling Stone. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I think overall, again, hot thoughts. Hot thoughts. That's hot thoughts. That wraps up hot thoughts for I thought we, I, I thought we brought the heat on We that. did. We brought the heat. Um, we have one more before we get into another new segment, one more news item. I thought this was very interesting. So I saw on Twitter, oh, yeah. there's a, a, it was like a rumor going around. It's actually really not a rumor. It seems that Car Seat Headrest, Will Toledo of Car Seat Headrest, might potentially be collaborating on a split album with Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, this is far from confirmed. Far, far from confirmed. Because I looked into this, and basically the story was Smash Mouth likes Car Seat Headrest, because they're a great band. And someone tweeted... We need a. Can we do a split album? It wasn't anyone from either band. It was like a fan. They're like I need a split album between Car Seat Headrest and Smash Mouth, where they both cover each other's songs. And Smash Mouth, I think, tweeted they were like, I don't think they'd do that or something like that. And Car Seat Headrest tweeted back and said, Let's make it happen. And Smash Mouth tweeted back, and they sort of. So now the ball's rolling a little bit. Um, my only question for you, Sean, should this happen? 
is it a lock for album of the year? <laughs> the answer is yes to both. Okay, good. Yes, it needs to happen. Yes, it will be out everyone's album of the year, yeah. obviously. And for what they need to cover, I don't really necessarily care what Smash Mouth covers. Take your pick. You're right. Car Seat Headrest needs to cover All-Star. They got to do All-Star. I also would love to hear Walking on the Sun. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, be all in yeah, on that. would be a good one, too. And you know what? Or the cover, do a cover of the cover of I'm a Believer from Shrek. <laughs> I was going to say the same exact thing. And I also almost... Because those are the only three Smash Mouth songs and anyone knows. If you need a fourth song, just stick with the Shrek motif and cover Accidentally in Love by Counting Crows. Because <laughs> that song's awesome. Smash Mouth, I think it would be awesome if they covered like... Um, it would be cool to hear them do like Hippie Powers. Yeah. Or 1937 State Park, I yeah. think. Something with a little more oomph to it. They do a deep cut from like... One of those Bandcamp albums, right? Well, like his third album or something. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think that this. I think we can all basically, if this is once this is confirmed, I'm gonna write over the pencil I wrote in pen in my top spot for the year. This is gonna be a, a hell right. of an album. Book it. Book it. Um. So we have another new segment for you. You know, I think this is one that we've kind of done before. We have. We are doing a new segment. It's called Mount Rushmore's. We came up with it ourselves. Came up with it ourselves. Didn't get it from the any other number one podcast. No, we didn't get happening. it. Like, pardon my take or anything like no. that. No, didn't we, get it from there. No, we're not award winning listeners or anything. We're not. And here's the thing: some podcasts have moved on to power ranking season. Not us. We don't take a vacation from Mount Rushmore no, season. Mount Rushmore. We're, so basically, Mount Rushmore is just rank your top four of something. It's not even a rank. It's just it's, yeah, right. It's just what are the four? What goes on there? That's right. Kind of you know for us it takes that, a little pressure off. It does. You know I don't need to worry. Right. So much. I like that. Actually, I'm gonna take a deep breath I right like now. Um, so, Sean, why don't you tell them what our Mount Rushmore sure. is for this? So this week. every every time we do a Mount Rushmore, we're going to do a different category. Uh, we're gonna try and do. Some stuff that maybe is a little, <clears throat> little out there, a little off the walls, but still related to music. You know, it's really easy to do. Oh, what what are your Mount Rushmore of favorite Beatles albums? It's like okay, we know what those four are gonna be. Right. We're gonna do something a little bit Beatles different. For sale. <laughs> that's that's right in the Lincoln spot. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we're on this episode in this version of Mount Rushmore. We are going to do albums to listen to. While drunk. We need a little tipsy topside. Or drinking. Albums listen to while you're drunk or you're drinking. What is on your Mount Rushmore? Um, so I'll go first then. I picked these based on uh, times that we've hung out, the two of us, mm. listened to records and gotten drunk together. So here's my Mount Rushmore. I have my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Every time I listen to this and I've been drinking a little it's, bit, oh, awesome. I get blown away. Me too. I'm I like, too. how did he do this? <laughs> it's like I'm it's, listening for the first time It's again. amazing. He's a genius. Uh, next, this is a, for more contemplative, wistful drinking. Oh, yeah. I pop on Fleet Fox's 2008 debut this is, album. This is great for when you're having a serious conversation mm -hmm. over over some like whiskey meat or something like because that. Because for <laughs> for me, this album came out when I was uh, but a teenager, and so it holds. It has the nostalgia factor. It's also beautiful, the harmonies and all the vocal stuff going on. And I just love this album. So if I've been drinking, that's a cocktail that it's can get me. Hard. It can move me right to tears if I'm, right. if I'm in the right place. That's right. Uh, number three, for the total other end of the spectrum of when I'm drinking, Led Zeppelin 1. Because Led Zeppelin 1, 
is it's or it's this is more in the vein of like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy where with with Zeppelin, Zepp there's maybe no more fun band to talk about than Zeppelin if you've been drinking for me because yeah. you could just be like they were all the best at what they did it's amazing listen to the shit they're doing yeah. how did they get away with this yeah. it's insane the music they're playing and Zeppelin one is just a, it's a fun hard rocking album to listen to my fourth and final on the Mount Rushmore is Highway sixty one revisited by Bob Dylan. Um, Dylan is just really funny, and mm. his sense of humor comes out a little bit more when yeah. I've been drinking. I, I find him a little funnier. And again, this is another one where little nostalgia factor for yeah. me, and just an all-time great album. I think there's something, too, about pianos and organs yes. being in a mix when you're drinking, too. That's awesome. And albums like Highway 61, sort of a warts and all. Makes you in, feel like you're listening to like a bar band. Yeah, it's imperfect. <coughs> Uh, fifth Mount Rushmore, which is cheating, but some have done it before. We're chiseling it in. Exile on Main Street. Forgot yeah, that's that. a great That one. absolutely deserves to be on one. the Mount Rushmore. So we're one. adding the fifth president. What's your Mount Rushmore? All right, on my Mount Rushmore, I have Celebration Rock because, I mean, we've talked about this a ton on this show. That's the maybe the ultimate when you're partying, mm -hmm. album, fist in the air, cracking brews, just... Chucking nucks. That's right. Gassing beers. Celebration Rock, A number one on the list. Next, I have Boys and Girls in America by The Hold Steady. This is a new one. A new entrance. This is a new entrance for me. Uh, this album references drinking a lot. It references the fun times you can have with it. It also references some of the bad times. Okay. Started out, started recreational and mm -hmm. kind of medical. This isn't uh, about drinking, but there's the the chill out tent, which that's, is yeah, that's right. that not drinking, but that's right. you know, sort of the substances, the uh, the ups and downs. Yeah, and if you want to talk about bar bands, uh, mm -hmm. the Hold Steady have been you know lovingly called the best bar band in America, based on kind of their sound and also their subject matter, which is very uh, um, alcohol themed there you go. and party themed. I think love you could love say. both those choices so yep. far. Uh, so these next two are a little more... This is the subdued, con contem contemplative drinking. This is the Fleet Foxes of this your is, list. Yeah, this is High Violet by The National. So I picked this one because you can still kind of rock to it. Yeah. There's still some big moments on it. Lean with it, rock with it. But also, you're going to get you know, the sad lyrics, kind of. You Sorry. can kind of wallow a little bit. You can wallow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little... Uh. Ooh, yeah. Poor me. Uh, then this next one, this last one, kind of in the same vein, uh, it's Midnight Organ Fight by Frightened Rabbit. Honestly, if you have been drinking and you're listening to Frightened Rabbit, they become like 50% better as, really? as, as a band. Yeah, because a lot like Boys and Girls in America, they're referencing drinking or being drunk or being fucked up or whatever it is. So it kind of adds to your experience. And they also have some sad lyrics. So you can kind of wallow in... Good arms versus bad arms, and then you can kind of rock with, uh, you know, Fast Blood or, or some of those other songs on there. So that's my Mount Rushmore. Good list. I think overall yeah. we took a similar approach. I, I think, leaned a little heavier on nostalgia. Yes. You leaned a little closer to some, some modern stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting to see those. Uh, our next segment, we have a mailbag question. Yeah, so this is something that we mentioned last week when we did our mailbag episode is we want to integrate this into more episodes. Yeah. So we have a bunch of leftover questions, but we need more of them. So we do. keep your questions coming in. If you have a Japan Droids centric 
mailbag question. Send it in. We'll answer it on next week's Japan Droids episode. Right. And on and anytime you have a question or even a topic, if you're like, hey, I'd like to hear you guys talk about this thing in music. Yeah. Just tweet at us at ListenInPod. There's a plug for you, Sean. Yep. Um, on Twitter, and uh, get at us with some questions. We we love to hear them. So the question this week, I think this comes from Kevin, right? Yes. Big friend of the pod. He asks, guys, over under three and a half new artists being in your top twenty releases at the end of the year. So I think he means new albums. Um, and so he's the the question here is like our over unders. So if you're not familiar with our over unders, it's like he's asking if you take the over, we're betting on four or more artists that are brand, like new being in our top twenty albums. If we take the under, we're betting on three or fewer artists that are new being in our top twenty. So I think first we need to set a parameter on what new is. Is this new to us? Yeah. So that's a good question. I was I was looking back at last year's rankings. I was like, oh, well, last year we probably had like ten or more new yeah. ones in there. Right. I was thinking about it. I was like, well, Frankie Cosmos technically, right? You know, ha- was around. Pine Grove was technically around. You know, Pine I, Grove. I think you could love. I'm new. gonna say that's new, <laughs> but there was a lot of artists who were who to me were new, right. but weren't actually in reality. Car so, seat headrest is an car example. seat headrest, not necessarily new. That's a great example. I think because a lot of people <clears throat> think of them as a new band. I mean, car seat headrest has been at it for a yeah. long time now. The pure new ones were like Whitney, No Name, I think, No Name, which which made it into the list somewhere. Technically, Hamilton and Rostam, yeah, right? Technically, right. Uh, so yeah, there was there was some new ones, but less than you would think. So how do we want to qualify it? This is a good question. What do you what do you think? What's your gut tell you on this? Do you want to go with just first release? I think it should be a debut. I think it should be a, a debut. Okay. Yeah. Or or I mean, if they've had like an EP or something before, that's fine too. But I think it should be yeah. Like a debut album. I think this is also a gut test too. Yeah. Like if they've released a three song EP on Bandcamp. And they have an album that blows up this year. That's new. Right. That's new. <clears throat> right. Like, but if it's a band who's been at it for five years and this is their like second full length, yep. I think that's not new. I yep. don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh I'm gonna go under. Yeah. Uh we don't have to take opposites on this. I don't think this adds I'm, to I'm the actually, official list. I'm gonna go over. Good, okay. I like my odds of for new artists. Brand new artists. Because when you think about it Well, out of how many, actually, because we didn't really Oh, top 20. Oh, top 20. Okay, yeah. there you go. I, I, like, I like my odds of that because when you think... Like, I think the tendency is to take the under on this because, you know, you don't know where those are coming from. Right, exactly. Your mind is like, no, Fleet Foxes, you know, Arcade Fire, The National, those are going to be... Vampire Weekend, those are going to be the ones that win the day. But until you actually discover this new artist, right. you're not going to know... And every year, there's stuff that comes out that you are not expecting at all. You end up loving it. I'm I like you know twenty percent. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, and actually, my logic was more along the lines of four. Just feels like kind of a lot. It's not yeah. that I don't think there's going to be those artists. And if there's four, like I don't, I have no skin in the game. I don't if there if it's over, that's all. Right. That's better. Right. I'd love that. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot to ask for. That many bands or artists who are like basically brand new, right? To to be cr- pumping out stuff that's going to be in someone's top twenty, yeah, right off the bat. So yeah. I don't know. I'm going to take the under on okay. that. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So thanks for the question. Kevin. <clears throat> Speaking of the over and unders, did we decide if we wanted to make this a little interesting between the two of us? Because we're going to need to decide like maybe this episode because we're going to start to get oh. reviews in. 
we already have a couple best new musics. How much money are we talking? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. We could go less. I don't well I mean I'm I'm not saying I I won't do 50 bucks. Let's talk off air. Okay. Let's take this one off. Right, we'll take we'll it circle line. back to this. Okay. Okay. Because I need time to think. All right. Because I mean, here's the thing. Last year I took a bath. I'm a little. Yeah. I'm a little gun shy. I know. I think it's more even. More even this year. Well, I don't know if I just want to give you money based on the fact that I'm going to lose. Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, uh, no, we'll take. No, I mean, because that's how uncertain I am okay. about. When yeah, I, I am too. That's the fun, though. That, that's, that's, it's gonna make us be like, ooh, best new music. That's like, gambling. I know, that's what makes we'll, it fun. We'll talk terms. We'll talk turkey. Okay. okay. And next episode, we'll have a decision. All right, sounds good. Uh, final segment of the week. We have recommendation of the week. So do we want to do... This week, we have three. We have mine, we have Sean's, and we have a shared one. Which yeah, one do we want to do let's first? Do our, let's do our shared one first. Okay. So we've both been into Guided by Voices this past week. I think it kind of took us a while to get into Guided by Voices. Yeah, we've been crushing listens to GBV, as the real fans That's them. right. Particularly to their albums B Thousand and Alien Lanes, which came out in I think 1995 and 1996. Um, for anyone who's not familiar, Guided by Voices, kind of like this lo-fi-ish band from the 90s, uh, led by Robert. Is it Pollard? Yeah, I think so. Who is like kind of this sort of weird musical genius in yeah. a way because he just churns out every album has like 20 or more songs. That are like a minute and a half to two minutes, to at longest three minutes. Um, so if you're unfamiliar, this is really cool stuff to check out. I'd say if you liked Frankie Cosmos last year, yeah, this is some shit you'd, you'd get yeah, down with. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very similar in that regard. There, so it's hard though. I think it takes a long time to get into Guided by Voices because you end up listening and you're like, yeah, this is all pretty good, but there's so much here and it yep. moves so quick. It's hard to really get a grasp on anything. I think we finally got to the point where. We did get a grasp on things. If you just want to listen to one song to dip your toe in and see if you're going to like it, I would say listen to Game of Pricks off of Alien Lanes. That song really did it for me when I listened to Alien Lanes, and I was like, okay, like th- this is great. I would agree with that. I think another one that can give the vibe of what they're generally about is I Am a Scientist yes. off B-1000. Yep. Those are both good examples of, uh, of some songs that I think you could – take and, and get into them um, but it's been really rewarding I've been loving these albums Me too. and as a result I've branched out a little bit listen to Under the Bushes Under the Stars which is their one that came out after Alien Lanes uh, I've listened to that a couple times I also checked out Propeller uh-huh. from 1992 which was good Yeah, I don't think it was as good Okay, but my next path I think is going to be I also listen to Under the Bushes I think my next path actually is going to be to listen to the Greatest Hits album of oh. Guided by Voices. And, you know, this for us is like blasphemy. I know you and I aren't Greatest Hits guys, really. It doesn't bother me. I know a lot of people look down on them. I think for Guided by Voices, a Greatest Hits album can be really, really useful. It would be awesome. Um, and let me ask you this about Greatest Hits. Do you have any Greatest Hits albums that you love and listen to often? Not- I have one often anymore but the ones that stick out to me are the early days latter days led zeppelin one that helped me get into led zeppelin and i loved that there are plenty of greatest hits albums that <coughs> there are plenty of greatest hits albums that i've i've listened to over the years and that i really have loved the one that has stuck with me through the years though is retrospective the best of buffalo springfield oh yeah that's yeah, one oh, where no. I, I listen to that really and i've listened to their albums a couple times and i'm like i'm kind of i just am hooked on yeah. retrospective you know what's another great one is uh oh, i have two actually for you 
Rearview Mirror, the Pearl Jam Greatest Hits album. Okay. That I love more than any individual Pearl Jam album. Better than 10, better than Versus, better than Vitalogy. This has every great song from each one of those records. And it's just nonstop hit after hit after hit. It's relentless. I love it. Helped me get into Pearl Jam and really like them. The other one I have for you is International Super Hits by Green Day. There you it go. gets you all, like, not all the best songs, but a lot of the highlights from, like, Warning, Nimrod, Insomniac. And it adds on a couple new songs. I think Pop Rocks and Coke, which is a good song, and uh, J.A.R. Jason Andrew Relva, which is another really good song. couple that were important. I didn't think we'd be talking international super hits, like, deep cuts. That's why the Listening Podcast was included on Washington Post's <laughs> best album, best uh, <laughs> podcasts ever to listen That's to right. list. Unofficially, slash not at all. Um, <laughs> couple that were formative for me, greatest sets. You mentioned early days, latter days. Absolutely. Yep. Also, um, the Beatles one. For me, was huge because growing up, my parents got that. Got me into the Beatles. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, also, Oh Yeah, Ultimate Aerosmith Hits. <laughs> oh Yeah. Was a big one for me. Two-disker, which <laughs> nice. means I got into their 80s and 90s oh. shit, too. Uh, their greatest hits for the Eagles. Um, and the James Taylor's greatest hits that was nice. always on rotation in my mom's car. This so, was kind of like a second Mount Rushmore that people got. Mount Rushmore of greatest hits albums. Hey, what do you know? Uh, a couple Mount Rushmores this episode. Yeah. Also, the Who greatest oh, hits. Oh yeah, that's a great. Is one. a good one. What's the, that one called? It's called again? the Ultimate Collection. The Ultimate Collection. That, that is also two discs. You get early Who. Yeah, you do. And you get introduced to some really good songs. Because I got to be honest with you, I've listened to that first Who album. My generation, other than like the kids are all right in my generation, it's like I don't think it holds up. Here's what I've found honestly, except for the Beatles, if it's the Stones, if it's the Who, I and I don't know if I've listened to others, maybe the Kinks, early like early albums by British invasion bands, I I can't get way into them. I can't get way into them. Like, I listen to I think some like it was actually not even that early like one of the Stones maybe their third album yeah and I was just like kind of bored it, it was even kind of experimental it was um, it had Mother's Little Helper on it yeah and I like Is that I like math uh yeah it's supposed, that's supposed to be great and here's the thing I reserve the right to like I feel like I would like it more with more listens yeah but I don't know there were just no, points where I, I wasn't loving it you know what I think it. it is is because. That era was less about let's put out a strong album. It was, it was yeah. more about let's put out a couple good singles yeah. and we'll put filler in around them. Right. And it's more about these singles driving our success more than anything. So, yeah, it doesn't hold up that well. So, even, you know, I haven't even listened to some of the ones that came right after, but songs that have, um, like, uh, I think it's called A Quick One While He's Away, the yeah. album. Uh, that right. has a few good songs on it. It's like ha- all, Happy Jack on there. Happy Jack. Boris the Spider. Boris the Spider might be on there. Yeah. So I don't really need to listen to that album. All I need is the greatest hits. I'm. I, I, it kind of sucks we don't have greatest hits albums coming out anymore because it's turned into just playlist culture where it's like, oh, I'll, I'll put together a playlist of the greatest songs. There was something cool about when you first were getting into an artist Getting that greatest hit. The sampler. Getting the taste of their entire career. Seeing what was left off, too. Because there's right. always a couple great songs that are left a snub. off. It's like an Oscar snub. Yeah, like, for example, in Early Days, Latter Days, Over the Hills and Far Away is left off. I think that that song, and maybe this has tainted my impression, but 
I think it's because the fact that it wasn't on the greatest hits, my impression was always, oh, that kind of became a hit later. Like when fans became more in the oh, culture and Zeppelin was more popular in general, Over the Hills became a radio staple later on. I don't know if the that's ocean's true. The Ocean's not on there either. Right, true enough, yeah. Uh, there's there's some other things that are missing in my opinion. Like, uh, we're not going to get into what's left off early days, latter days, but interesting question I just thought of. Who would have the best greatest hits albums of modern era bands. Uh, so bands or like... So I got a couple that jump uh, right off... Yeah, bands or artists. I think one more or two more albums in, Vampire Weekend's going to have an awesome yeah. greatest hits. I also think Kanye's going to have an amazing greatest hits because it'll span all these different sounds and he has just a ton of great songs. I also think Drake is a great greatest oh, hits yeah, album. Oh, yeah, Drake's uh, a big one. Because so, for me... I get bored as hell three quarters of the way through a Drake album and I'm like, is it done yet? Even if <laughs> right. there's songs that I like left, I'm yeah. like, it's, it is like so long. Yeah. If I can get a greatest hits, throw me some stuff off, take care, give me some stuff off if you're reading this. I, I feel like that would, I'd be contented. Interesting. Okay. I can totally see that for you. I will list, I'll sit through Drake albums till the cows come home. I, 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 I know. I, I love those. Um... So I think what makes a very good greatest hits band is one whose albums, much like you with Drake, you're like, I don't really want to sit through all this. I want to just get to the good parts. People like Kanye and Vampire Weekend, those are better, like they're both very good album artists. Like you can sit through their entire albums and you're like, that was all good. I think really good greatest hits bands would be someone like The Killers. The Killers. If you put together a greatest hits by them, it'd be... Pun intended, all killer, no filler. Right, and that should be the name of of the, uh, the their greatest hits album. I think the exception is like if you look at Beatles one, yeah. that's an amazing greatest yeah. hits album. I mean, obviously the Beatles is an unfair comparison. Zeppelin two though. I mean, like we were talking about early days, latter days. I still love five six Zeppelin yeah. albums, um, and they're a band where I I really like that greatest hits collection. Too. I do too. You know, what'd be another couple good ones I just thought of. White Stripes and Black Keys. Yeah. I think those would be yes. really good greatest hits. That's <clears throat> kind of the quote-unquote classic rock of our era. Yeah, Kids now, they could use a greatest hits for both of those. Yeah. Although, I mean, they have access to Spotify and everything, so they can just go listen. But if you just want a sample of both those bands... I was going to say MGMT, but I don't think they're going to sustain enough success. No, they already have, have a greatest collection. hits album. It's called Oracular Spectacular. And then they have an experimental album that's good. <laughs> right. And they have it, that third album. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. So tweet at us, listeners. Yeah, at who, listen who do you want to see? Who, what modern-day artist would you most like to see a greatest hits album from? You know what is maybe really quick, and then we'll get to our other recommendations. Potential for weirdest all-time greatest hits album is that, like, Radiohead greatest hits that came out oh yeah that the band didn't even like the, the label just put that out right, for with, some reason and like people were like no because a greatest hits album by radiohead doesn't, doesn't make sense true. really no it doesn't feel like a radiohead no. thing to do it doesn't that's not. not to say they wouldn't have a good one right so you could pull from i mean because they all have amazing albums every time out but you would have like say you're not in the mood to listen to all of king of limbs you get a little lotus flower in there yeah you know you get yeah. some codex so, I mean, I could see, like, a, a career-spanning Radiohead Greatest Hits to be pretty good, too. Yeah, I think a lot of those, though, are so good just in the context they are. of the album. It'd be a little bit different to hear it to hear it outside of the context of it. Oh, I agree. I, I think for us. So, like, but the, the other distinction is <coughs> all those Greatest Hits albums we love, like the Buffalo Springfield one, the Aerosmith yep. one for me, the Beatles. I mean, like, they served their purpose in that they were a good, 
you know, you dipped your toe in the water. Right. Like, I'm not going to go buy a greatest hits album of a band that I've listened to all their albums. That's, yeah, exactly. It's not, I'm not the target market. Exactly. Someone exactly. who's like, ooh, how do I get into Vampire Weekend? How do I get into Kanye West? What do I like? They buy the greatest hits. They're like, ooh, I love this song, uh, Dark Fantasy. Right. What album's that on? Yes. That's a good way to kind of gauge that. You know it would be a great one? What's that? Death Cab for Cutie. Yes, it would. They need a greatest hits. They, they, they really need one. Especially these last couple albums. Haven't, Kintsugi? Haven't been their best. There's like three great songs on Kintsugi. There are, yeah. And, you know, you can just pick and choose. They'd have an awesome greatest hits collection. Yeah. Um... So, getting back to our segment. Rec- oh, yeah. Recommendation of the week. Holy shit. What's your recommendation of the week? Uh, my recommendation of the week is Destroyer uh, with the album Destroyer's Rubies. So, if anyone's familiar with Destroyer, it's probably from 2011's album Kaput. That was very high on end of the year lists. Uh, he Not came Poison out- Season. Poison Season's also good. Yeah. Uh, came out in 2015. It's not the best. I think actually the Times Square. I think Destroyer's Rubies is probably the best Destroyer really? album I've heard. Okay. That, I'm that's the have to one check this out. I would I would go to. Kaput's also very very good. I think Destroyer's Rubies is actually like a little bit easier to listen to. Huh. Sometimes Kaput, you're like, yeah, like. I don't know. You have to be in a certain mood to listen to Kaput. Yeah. Destroyer's th- Rubies is a lot more straightforward, I I'll think. I'll check it out. For some reason, Destroyer is an artist that I'm not always in the mood to listen to. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, th- I don't really go back to the Destroyer well that yeah, much. Yeah, I will, I will find myself in the mood sometimes, and I'll throw on Kaput, or, and then I, I stumbled across Destroyer's Rubies. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, or you just are looking to see what he's all about, listen to the song European Oils. Uh, this is a good good introductory song to this album. And if you don't like it, don't bother with the rest. If you do, maybe give it a try. It's a, it's a fine recommendation. Yeah. My recommendation for the week. So the other night I was doing some homework and I popped on. I wanted some instrumental music to, to get me in the mood. So I put on Introducing by DJ Shadow, uh, which I had listened to a couple times in the past. Um <coughs> It was an all-time great listen for me. I listened again, back-to-back. It's a lo- mm-hmm. it's more than an hour long, it this album. Long. Yeah. I listened twice in a row doing homework. Um, so this is like a early producer-type album. Trip-hop. It's trip-hop or just hip-hop beats, basically, yep. is what he was doing on this album. Two songs worth checking out if you've never checked out DJ Shadow before are Midnight in a Perfect World mm, and yep. Mutual Slump. Um, they're awesome. The vibe that he, he gets going on these songs are yep. great. And as a result, I was still in the mood for some experimental type electronic music. So I listened to the 2015 album. I'm forgetting the name of the actual record. Oh, uh, Garden of Delete by yeah. One of <clears throat> Tricks Point Never. You were pretty in on this when it came I, out, right? I was relatively in on it. I liked it, and then I kind of just fell off a cliff with yeah. it and haven't listened since. But I did the other night, and I remembered how much I love the songs Ezra and Sticky Drama. So those okay. are worth checking out. If you're feeling a little bit experimental, feeling a little bit trip-hoppy, yeah. a little bit beat-centric, yeah. uh, that's a couple things to check out. That's my recommendation. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so that probably does it for this week's episode. I hope we see our listeners next week because uh, with, we might not be here we have the inauguration tomorrow Trump's learning the nu- nuclear codes yeah. um, so actually <clears throat> this is a, a farewell a fond farewell to a friend yeah <laughs> goodbye yellow brick road <laughs> uh
We're recording now. Okay. Um, Dude, fuck being sick again. This happens like every other week to me now. It's okay. I feel like I'm used to being sick at the frequency you're now getting sick. Are you getting sick often now? Yeah. I, like, all through high school, my entire childhood, I got sick, like, that often. I'm almost never sick. Right, and now you're feeling it more often. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a bit of a hot streak here. Yeah. Not to, that, that feels a little bit like bragging in this moment, I, which I don't mean it to be. I think it's two things for me. One, I think, is living in this house with everyone. This, this everyone's, cesspool. Everyone's germs. And I think, two, I think it's Brittany's fault. Big shout to Brittany. Big friend of the pod. Big friend of the pod. I think she just has an amazing immune system. And then she just carries all this shit. She's a carrier. Gives it to me. Who I, I think I just have a, a weaker immune system. I don't really know. But, uh, well, yeah, then it hits me. Survival of the fittest, Sean. That's, <clears> that's what the it's coming line. down to. And I'm wilting under the pressure. Under the pressure yeah. of Darwinian survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Um, kill myself to get well, away from this like common cold. You know what else you can do baby. is meditate and take a moment to... To catch your breath and yeah and and you know what was interesting is for the listeners this is a funny story Sean and I tried yoga for the first time <laughs> well like I tried yoga for the first time uh-huh. Sean had you've done yoga before mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. went with Mary Kate and Brittany again big friends of the pod and we went to a place that was like hot yoga right. which I did not anticipate no and I had spent the night before drinking during the Patriots game um, <laughs> you know I got kind of drunk the night before and. I wasn't hungover, but I was like, you know, not in prime yoga shape. <laughs> right. Uh, and we get there, and the teacher, she was great, but she was like, I teach a strong class. If you know me, you know I teach it strong. Yeah, and I was like, like and oh, we just were like no. shooting glances across, and we're like, what do we get ourselves into? Because I've done yoga. I've only done like very easy, <laughs> meditative, relaxing yoga. This, this was, was like opposite. yoga as a workout. This was basically like, this was kind of like... Um, do it like before football practice when you're all in rows and you do like sit ups and then you do push ups and you do all kinds of stuff and then you do uh karaoke calisthenics and then you do lunges and you do all that stuff. It was like kind of like that, but in yoga, which I'd never done before, it was very difficult and it was hot in the room. I sweat through my shirt. Oh, I my it. I might as well have jumped in a pool with all of my clothes on. That's how wet I looked, and that's how heavy with sweat my clothes were. So this was an interesting experience because a couple days later, kismet, if you will, um, a yoga like seminar came to our work, which was pretty cool. We mm-hmm. had to go up and I, I uh, do this like workshop. It was just, we just did yoga and like meditation, night and day, totally yeah. different experience. Yeah. It was all about like relaxing and meditation and like just doing poses and it was it, none of it was like it wasn't cardio needless to say you didn't break a sweat not at all yeah not at all maybe a little back sweat okay i have back sweat you know when i wake up in the morning yeah it's so. pretty much yeah back sweat is kind of uh if you if you do much of anything i just run hot in general i yeah. run real hot you know i i i think i used to run hotter um because in this house i get kind of cold really sort of often yeah, yeah i don't normally get cold here well, again, that comes down to survival of the fittest. I'm not yeah. meant to, to last That's in true. the cold of New England. So, you know, if this were any other generation, maybe I wouldn't make it. That's true. So, yeah, yoga was an interesting experience. And I thought we maybe should share that. Yeah. Um, I think that's all yeah. I have. Want to dive in? Yeah. Okay. I have no, like, birthday-related things <laughs> like last time. I'm sure, dude, that had to be riveting, though. If you're a listener, you're so into that. 
That's so fucking cool. Like Jake's the man. Jake Jake like has these weird thoughts about birthdays. What a cool guy. Let's jump in. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm pumped. No. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together with my sickness here. I'm like, oh, the birthday takes are rolling in. Great. You won't get a single one during this episode unless one comes to me. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah, I am. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> 